Let us journey now to summer, nestling like a pearl in the golden setting of the autumn countryside. I put a spell on you. And now you're... Midnight hour today, boys. I'm here to make your Friday just a little bit better, everybody. Sit back, sip that cup of joe, or whatever time of the day you're listening to this. I have no idea. Today I'm feeling, I, I need this. I need this this podcast in my life, Justin. I, I'm feeling uh, a little hot here in Arizona, and I'm not feeling this heat. I, I'm not digging it. I need... I need me some some fall times. I mean, I, I gotta have it. We are getting closer to Halloween, but that's we're we're a good ways off before it starts cooling down. Does it ever cool down in Arizona? Is there a period in the fall? Yeah, yeah. Usually, so around around October, things start to get a little little chilled. Uh, not not dramatically chilled, uh, just a little bit. Um, oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, background music going Some on there. Retro wave. Yeah, I didn't mean to hit that, but okay. Uh, I'm just going to ride with it until we get our ambience going. <laughs> anyway, um, actually, here, let me get that ambience kicked up for us. Ooh, what are you thinking? You thinking, yeah. I was feeling very Stranger yeah. Things-ish there. Yeah, it was Stranger Things-ish, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to work on that. Um. Yeah, it gets it gets kind of uh, chilly here come October. Uh, not not as quite as much as I would like for it to, but we usually don't get our cold months until um, January, February, mm-hmm. and then even then it's down to like seventy. Um, that's as cold as it usually oh, gets God, here. Seventy? That's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> at night it gets colder. Uh, oh, guess <laughs> <laughs> <You> heard me. <laughs> It gets colder at night because we're in the desert, you know, and then we got that guy just cracking jokes <laughs> over there. He, that's that's we, not we, even ambiance. You just that's your neighbor next door on his porch. That, that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's my neighbor Dom. Toretto, <laughs> that's Dom. He's our mascot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's our mascot. Uh, oh, well, as you know, in uh, Virginia, it we have the most bipolar weather in October, September. It can be scorching hot. You could sweat the bees off in the middle of the day, hitting it 80 degrees, feeling muggy, where everything's, you're making bee soup. Yeah, the bees. Yeah, yep. Sweet the bees. Uh, it does. You get the sw- I swamp I remember bees. when I was younger, 
everybody used to say, oh, it's, 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 I've seen it snow in October. And I was like, yeah, right. I've seen it snow it, in it, October. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't until like years later. Like, I think it was sometime, uh, when we were actually doing our haunted attraction, um, it, did it snow yeah. one of those yes, nights? It did. Yeah, I think so. I remember just sitting there in our costumes, just freezing to death. In the middle of the forest, just hoping that someone. I know. Show up. I remember. Ex- <laughs> yes, I remember exactly when you were talking about it because we'd been we get, so we would start doing the uh, our as we've told you before. If you've listened to the other podcast, we used to do in our teenage years a haunted forest in our local town. We're in a town that is somewhere around. Uh, whenever we were both younger, we were in a town that has a population of around twenty one hundred people. I think. Uh, at the time, it was yeah, probably so. like fifteen or so. I mean, it's it's not a very big town, so uh, it's bigger now. I think. Yeah, I believe. Um, so whenever we were little kids, they used to do like haunted houses and things like that, and it was a lot more fun. As we got older, they stopped doing things like that, so we took it upon ourselves to do our, our own haunted house. I'm straying off topic here, but what I'm trying to say is, we would do this haunted house, and then uh, around from October thirteenth, roundabout whatever weekend first came up. Um, until Halloween, and all through these weekends, we would sit up there and sweat in the woods in these masks and stuff. And then, randomly, <laughs> near the end of October, there was specifically a date where we were all up there expecting to sweat our bees off, and we're out there freezing. It dropped down to <laughs> 32. Uh, snow started hitting the ground. We were sliding around all in the all in the woods and the dirt and the leaves and uh, just sit up there in the woods as Chad said, waiting for somebody to show up. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Um, it was it was also a very it was hazardous because <laughs> it was not we, we well had, lit. We, we had dug holes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm pretty sure those holes were almost, well, not quite six feet deep. No, but... we had, it was like a three-foot hole. Uh, was, it was a three-foot hole. It was a grave. Listen, it was not safe because we had stole an actual headstone from a local funeral home. Not a used headstone. It didn't have anybody's name on it, but we had stole a headstone. <laughs> Chad was not part of this, but uh, we <laughs> loaded up this headstone and brought it, and we dug the hole as like an open grave in the middle of our haunted house and had this headstone sitting there. And I'll never forget, there was specifically a woman that brought her daughter through and i come out in my mask and if i'm not mistaken i had the chainsaw with no chain on it and come out with it on and this woman started screaming and she her daughter tried to pull her along the trail and she fell into the grave flat on her back and as a kid i thought it was hilarious because she was struggling to get out clawing at the dirt and then she got up out and started running down the trail to the other people to scare her but now that i'm thinking about it we didn't have the tombstone buried into the ground. It could have fell and <laughs> crushed her head. Not to mention, we didn't have insurance. Oh, my so. God. No, we didn't have insurance. I, I never... I, first of all, a few things. This is this is a, uh, a revelation for me. I did not know that that tombstone was stolen. So that's the first... It was a real <laughs> one. It was this. heavy. That's funny. And the second thing is... Um, I never really thought about that falling on her and crushing her, but it could have very well killed someone. <laughs> um, now that I think about it, that that would have been, yeah. Oh. I mean, at least she would have already been in the grave. Oh, yeah, I mean, we already had her buried. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it is that time of the year almost where we're inching closer. As we've mentioned before in our uh, previous episodes, uh, we have decided to uh, stop the countdown for the time being uh, due to the fact that some of our episodes have been kind of overlapping. Um, That's just because we, we never know 100% uh, what we're going to be able to release from one day to the next, mm-hmm. just due to time restraints, due to you know people not being available on the yeah. podcast when we need them to be, well, things like that. I mean, that. just to be transparent, um, we had uh, for this past Friday, we had uh, the Alien episode ready, set up to come out. We'd already recorded it, yeah, ready to yeah. go, and that was supposed to be our transition uh, to the September third episode with Ronnie, and. Yes. The audio did not come out as we wanted it to, not for the podcast version or the YouTube version of the show. Um, so, with that being the case, we had to bump up the Ronnie episode, which is why if you guys have listened to it, you'll hear him say September 3rd, because this is when it was supposed <laughs> to come out, was in September 3rd. But, regardless... This episode's going to be a clean slate. Though. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, if I'm not bad and mistaken, this is the start. No, we have one more episode, I think, that comes out before this one airs. We do. Um, we do. Uh, before and, this one airs, it's going to be the, uh, yeah. the zombie. I mean, not zombies. Woo. Oh, that's another. The werewolf. Yeah, werewolf versus yeah. vampire, which uh, by the time you guys hear this, mm-hmm. you've already seen and heard the other one. Or hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, if you are listening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get this uh, starting with this episode onward a little more organized so heads up you now know you're going to be getting a ufo episode i mean you already kind of knew that but you got one coming in the future Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure we're going to be doing a zombie episode here in the future uh yeah Um, Yeah. uh well um, what a few things that we've talked about for sure we know that we are going to do a ufo episode there will be a sleepy hollow episode there's some kinks that we are trying to work out on maybe having a guest that has that one's going to be special yeah Um, Yeah, we're we're trying to make that one a special one. We are also, and we'll just go ahead and, I mean, we can say this now because this doesn't require guests or us to rely on anybody, but we are definitely going to do a three-part Ed and Lorraine (laughs) Warren series um, for the podcast just because, why not? I mean, they are some of the first ghost hunters. Yeah, and um, I, I think it's... I think we, we discussed right before hopping on that we want to do a Harry Potter themed episode. Yeah, so yeah. put your sorting hats on and uh, tell us your house. All the potheads. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter or marijuana, either one. Everybody's welcome. Either way. Either way. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a fun you know couple of uh, episodes that we got planned out. I, I know we don't know what order these are going to be coming out in, but we do know that um, they are coming. Yeah. Candy tasting episode. Expect that at some point. Oh, too. probably. That's another one. Yeah, probably that's closer. Good candy tasting. Yeah, episode. yeah. That one's definitely pro- might even be actually on Halloween for that one. Definitely stick around. We're, we're gonna try to test. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try to test candies from other countries, other cultures. Right, and uh, maybe even candy we've never actually had before. Probably more than. I mean, that's what we're gonna shoot for, and and try to give you some history on other cultures and how they celebrate uh, their holidays that are similar to Halloween, if it's not already called Halloween, uh, and try to give you some insight, broaden your horizons, get you out of your your, your box. So, today on the podcast, Justin, what are we going to be discussing today? Well, seeing as 
we are getting closer. Uh, at this point in time, when this episode comes out, it is going to be September. We know that for sure. I'm not going to throw out a date, so we're not backtracking. But we're in September, so we are getting closer and closer to Halloween. We are in officially the season of spooky. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. And so it's in the stores. If it's in the stores, it's official. Spirit of Halloween is open right now, everybody. Oh, the, so they're actually they are open. open this There's time. been some discrepancies. Okay. Yeah, don't listen to our other host, Jeremy. It is not true when he said it a couple episodes back, but uh, now it is open. But okay. with that being so that is official. said, um, whether you have a child or whether you are going to be going out on Halloween, uh, hanging out with your friends, doing a costume party, if you're going to have your own little haunted house where you're giving out candy and you're wanting to scare kids, what we're going to talk about today is what makes a Halloween costume good. And by good, we're going to say scary or memorable. Uh, and the history of Halloween costumes, why we even do it. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, right out of the gate, I'm going to go ahead and, and say, are, are, well, I'm going to ask, are we excluding, like, non-practicality, or, or I, I guess I could say uh, gag costumes, like... Um, you know, people dressing up as Mario, people dressing up as a banana. Are are we strictly staying with spooky or are we or are we going all out? Uh, maybe we should look at it from a perspective. Maybe we should okay. be like um Maybe we should be looking at it as if we were judging a costume contest on Halloween. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, step one, it has to be... It, it, it has to be thoughtful. There's got to be some love that has been poured into it, in, either in the clothing, the props, or, or even just the... Uh, you know, if it's a gag one, you know, it's got to be something mm -hmm. that, that's a little thoughtful. Like... like I hate to use this example, but everybody always says it. What if you're not, you know, dressed? They're like, "What are you?" I'm a nudist on strike. Oh yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that that's clever. That's clever. It's, but it's also really stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you can't, you can't. Whether it be a, a, I mean, I guess if you're in a fraternity, you can get by with it. If you're just trying to go out there and pick up somebody. You could get by with doing a costume like that. Like, you have the classic people going, uh, oh, what are you? And you literally put on, like, a bunch of mis mismatched clothes, and you're like, I'm a pile of laundry. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's it's crafty, though. It's I These are, like, quick-witted things that I wouldn't think of. But I think that it has to be thoughtful. There has to be some thought that was poured into the costume. Well, what do you think? Yeah, they're definitely in... My per if we were to judge a costume contest right now, and the fans were uh, coming up with costumes, or if uh, they are trying to shoot ideas our way to kind of get our approval, since we are the unofficial uh, ambassadors of Halloween, <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I will. I'm not going to exclude funny costumes, but I don't want. Like, for you to go and buy a Mario costume from the store and then be like, oh, I should win a costume contest or everybody should compliment me on my purchased 
Mario costume where I bought the hat there. No, you got to get creative. Well, see, actually have the that's overalls. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask you, are, are, what do you think about people who just go out and just buy their costumes from, from every thread? I don't think anything bad per se about it, but if you are... If you're just going to do it, if you're not as, as into Halloween and you're just dressing up to join your friend somewhere, that's fine, whatever, I guess. You're just putting on something to put on something and join everybody that's around you. But if you are wanting to do a costume and actually take pride in your costume and actually be like, oh, yeah, I'm this for Halloween, or if you're going to do a costume contest or something scary, you're going to have to actually go all the way with it. Like, like... Just as an example, the Mario thing. If you are uh, able, I would suggest the overalls. Find you a hat of some sort, not from Spirit of Halloween. Find you a hat of some sort. <laughs> Grow out your mustache. Really prepare yeah, for it. Yeah, you got to go for it. You got to go all the way. And then maybe later that night at the party, someone can rip that mustache off. <laughs> if it's not real. Or if it is no, real, I, I was, I was, I was saying, take some wax, put it on the lid. Ooh, God, yeah, man, I, you, you got to go hard. <laughs> you got to go hard in the paint. <laughs> That's all. I guess if you, oh, uh, that would be that would be rough. Um, nah, that would be rough. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, if you're doing like a scary costume, uh, just try to. Do it original. I'm not saying that you can't go buy makeup from uh, the store. I'm not saying that you have to cut your curtains off the walls and make it into a vampire cape. But I don't expect you to buy every single piece of it and go, Ah, I am Dracula. <laughs> or Dadula. Or... Dadula. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, what? what's the... Um... Well, What's your favorite type of of costume yourself? Do you prefer like the classics or do you prefer something a little more thoughtful? Um if it's going to be classic then I want a new spin on it. Uh okay. I mean, so how do you put a spin on a ghost? Mm. It's just a sheet. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I would yeah. do a specific ghost. Because you don't see ghosts in oh, sheets. Okay. I would, I would like if you were going to do a ghost. I would pick your pick your era that you passed away in. You, you could even it doesn't ah, have to be like a good. Victorian era. It doesn't have to be colonial or anything. You could be uh, somebody that died during Jazzercise class in the eighties. You know, <laughs> but you could still be a ghost. That's good. That's really good. See, that's clever. That's thought through. I like that. That's what I'm digging. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have never have come up with something like that just because I'm not – when I think about Halloween costumes, I'm just not that um, creative. I, I just – I just like literally one year, probably my laziest costume ever, uh, probably when I first moved out to Arizona, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out in the garage and rummage for mask. Mm -hmm. And I just so happen to find a scream mask and just put it on Don Black. That was, I mean, I think the laziest the scream mask and the, 
Jason mask were everybody's go-to when they didn't have anything. You could literally throw the Scream mask or the Jason mask on. The Jason mask, for sure. Everybody can find... I mean, like, they sell them at the, at the dollar store, the dollar tree for yeah. a dollar, and they're thin, and you just throw it on, you get the glow-in-the-dark ones for, like, five bucks, and you just wear a pair of overalls or something like that. But if if... You're just trying to throw on a quick costume or something to show up because you're trying to impress somebody. Okay, that's fine. But if you're wanting to actually put in some feeling into it, if you're going to be Jason, go a step further. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Go out and buy a cheap burlap sack and cut a one eye hole in it if you're going to wear the overalls and be the original Jason before he found the mask. That's yeah. a little bit more... Uh, Classic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... A lot more thought. And you could carry a pitchfork because that was one of his first kills was with the pitchfork. Yeah. Um, Hands down. And uh, what was the other one? The uh, the spear? The spear? The, uh, was it a harpoon gun? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Kevin Bacon gets it to the throat. Ooh. Hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> Stay off the moors. <laughs> Stay um, off the moors. <laughs> Man, a missed opportunity to, to to call this podcast the Slaughtered Lamb. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, if, like, if you're gonna do a mummy, don't just wrap yourself in toilet paper. Yeah, you can wrap yourself in toilet paper or gauze, but do the makeup for the underneath. You know, like uh, yeah, do do yeah, do the rotting flesh. Put you gotta do the put on flesh. a uh, pair of fake. Uh, the fake nails that you can get that are cheap and break them off, make them look jagged, you know, before you put them on, like scrape the edges on like rocks and things like that and put some dirt and blood on them to make them look like your nails have been growing while you're dead, you know, obviously. And then you could have that, those peeking out. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect. I have been lazy several years for a Halloween costume. I mean, I had the, uh, Dr. Tongue mask from, um, Day of the Day Dead. Of the Dead. Yeah, the Day from of the Day, Day of the Dead. And I that was my go-to because I'd paid so much money for the mask and it looked so cool. Now, well, it was that was a dope mask. Yeah, and it was so easy. So, yeah, I've done lazy things too, but it was impossible to breathe out of. Oh, you couldn't see either. That can, yeah, yeah, that. But it was a really cool mask. Um Yeah, you can you can get by with masks and things like that. If I had to choose obviously I I like the classics, but if I want to, if I see a classic, I want to, I want a new take on the classic. If you're going to do vampire, do something a little bit different. If you're going to do a witch, yeah. do something a little bit different. Be, uh, be like the witch from the movie, the witch. Hey. I'm not talking about, you don't have to run around naked hey. around the campfire like they did at the end. <laughs> be, be like, well, the, I mean, unless you want to, I mean, that's, that's up to you. I, I can't <laughs> tell you guys what you do on Sam Hain, but. You could be like the one that the boy sees whenever he's uh, brought into the the hut. Um, you could even dress your dog up like Black Philip. Get him a little goat costume. I was gonna costume. say we gotta get yeah. If you've got a goat, you live on a farm. <laughs> Black <laughs> you know, Philip. You got Black Philip there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that would be a creepy haunted house. You walk up to get candy from that oh, house. Man. He's out there in the yard. Can on his you back imagine? Oh mm, man, nope, <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> um. I'm going the other way. I think the things that impress me the most are people that, and it doesn't even have to be your classic horror. I would count cosplay as uh, a, a posable Halloween costume because you're they're putting effort into it. So I was going to ask you about that. Um, 
I I think I am very impressed with the cosplay. Oh yeah, I think it is awesome. For sure, I think it's cool. I I think that those who do it and practice that, I I want I'll call it a skill at this point. Oh yeah. Um, you guys are awesome for doing that, and I I there are some out there that are just mind boggling boggingly accurate, and I don't know how you do they, it. They I don't know they how. do what um, I think is should be done on Halloween and they bring the character to life. You're bringing a character that we've either read about in manga or seen on a video game and you're bringing it to life uh, whenever it's just digital or it's been drawn on a piece of paper. So cosplay 100% hats off to them. They're just as good as visual effects people that are out there doing makeup. Um, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the face off show I miss that show so much. <laughs> Sci-fi, listen here. Bring it back. You can bring it that back. Is, and, uh, oh, God, it's on one of the streaming networks. You can watch all the episodes of Face Off. We had a binge session for sure. Oh. YouTube's got them on there I, for I know, free. I know a bunch of them are on there. I was a big fan of the uh, the Jim Henson monster uh, show, too, uh, where we, it was Jim Henson, and they would make monsters and things like yep. that for his factory. Um, man, good stuff. Sci-fi. You, you, you killed Destination Truth for me. You got rid of my ghost hunters. You got rid of my factor fate. Scare tactics. You got rid of my face off. You got rid uh, Oh, you didn't like scare the scare tactic? tactic? Uh, I didn't. I didn't hate. You didn't like the Tracy but, uh, Morgan? Oh, what's going on, Jan? Oh. <laughs> Did we scare you? <laughs> just, I just, I don't know. I can't get into the whole scare tactics thing. I don't like. I don't. I like impractical jokers, but I don't like. I don't like um, jokey shows. I there guess. were a couple of episodes of Scare Tactics that I was like, oh, if that happened, that would be. I would not hang around there was like a werewolf one uh the vampires at that warehouse oh, that when they were security guards it was kind of cool too um yeah there's a uh, oh the cult one where they all come in in hoods and there's a dead body in the coffin and they're all praying and there's like oh yeah i've seen that one yeah yeah but anyways the the stuff that the people on face off do i think that i like um just like everybody else i, I would assume like everybody else i mean the practical effects actually putting effort into the makeup. I'm not that talented. I've done some makeup. Yeah. I can't do it. I just, I can't. No, I'm not patient enough. Like another thing is some of these costumes that I see, these cosplay costumes that are very expensive looking. Oh like, yeah. It looks like they, they have literally dumped a, a good thousand dollars and just getting everything as accurate down to the, the, the fibers of the costume. If they've correct. not dumped the money in it, they've definitely dumped the time into it because they'll, they'll go and get the big blocks of styrofoam and then they'll shave them down mm-hmm. to make like the shoulder pads or the, the weaponry yep. or different things Man, like that. It takes a hell of an eye. Oh, they do. They, we should, we need, we need to get a, a cosplayer on the episode sometime. That'd oh be, yeah. That would be, that would be an awesome episode actually. So, any any cosplayers out there that are listening to this and want to jump on an episode with us, hit us up. Reach out to us on Instagram or or well, we don't we don't have our email publicly out there. No. Get get in get in touch with us on Instagram at Happy Hauntings, um, Happy underscore Hauntings. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, the cosplayers, anybody that is good with the practical effects, 
with uh, oh, actually yeah. doing yeah. the the VFX type makeup, things like that. Would definitely want to talk about the effort that goes into it, what got you into it, what keeps you motivated, things like that. I know that, uh, I mean, now, obviously, with social media, it's probably a lot easier for cosplayers, but you want people to actually see the detail that goes into it. So with, with the pandy-wandy happening, there's no way that you can go to a Comic-Con and stuff like that. I mean, I guess you can now... <laughs> The pandemic. Yeah, it sounds less threatening the, the than the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Well, this is a, a a spooky podcast. I know, but if you, you think about pandemic. it, like in twenty years, and you're talking to your kids, and you're you're like, Dad, what happened back then? You're like, uh, Would you rather say it was the pandemic, son, or would you go, Ah, oh, we survived the pandy? And they're like, Oh, the pandy. Gonna... That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm gonna opt in for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you'll do pandemic, and I'll say. Ah, uh, we just took a couple months off in the Pandy Wandy. It sounds like a vacation. Yeah, it sounds like a cruise. It does sound like a vacation. <laughs> Going to the island of Pandy. Jesus. Yeah, I I think that um, I I I really think that scary costumes are tough mm-hmm. because that's that takes a high level of skill to really ace that. Um. You know, now that they do make masks that are pretty high quality, like you can get a good Freddy mask now that looks borderline movie quality where the lips will move, um, things like that. Right. That does exist. Um, you're going to be paying about two grand probably. But They've got the <laughs> the ones with the articulate mouths too that move whenever you move your mouth. Those are neat. Yeah. Uh, I think that what draws me personally into the VFX uh, makeups and stuff like that are the haunted houses. Just the fact that we ran one for a while, we did not. I mean, we had people that would come in and do makeup for some of the people in our um, in the early years of the haunted yeah. house. And then after we realized that we couldn't count on people to show up, and none of us had the talent, it was it was basically masks. At that point, but if you go to good haunted houses, you see some some decent makeup. Obviously, you're going to find the ones that just put stuff on people every night, and it's not consistent. But if you go to the real big haunted houses, they usually put forth some effort into it. And, I mean, what else is Halloween but the time of the year where you get to be somebody that you're not normally? If you're exactly. if you're an introvert, if you're you're staying in all the time, if you're shy, you've got this one time of the year where you can just say screw it and be the Harry Potter, be the the uh the Naruto, be the Sailor Moon or uh I don't know, Joe Dirt, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> we went, wow. Okay, Joe Dirt. <laughs> You no, want to grow I, out the sideburns and the mullet? I mean, I've seen so many mullets lately. We could have several Joe Dirts on Halloween twenty. This this makes me inspired. I think I want to I want to do something this year for my costume. I I think I want to actually try this year. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try. I am definitely because assuming that the pandy doesn't get worse, I assume that I'll be at a a party of some sort, a gathering of some sort. So I've already spoken yeah. that I wanted to be Laszlo, which isn't going to take much effort, but it'll be funny yeah. to say the least. I think, yeah, I think that would be I'll funny. get the toothpick and um, the vest, <laughs> the blue jeans. You're going to go all out in the blue jeans. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so is there, um, is there a, costume not necessarily one that you have donned but 
it can be, I guess. I know we've talked about this before in the past, like our, our Halloween costumes, most memorable and stuff. Um, is there a costume that it's like your go-to where you're like, yep, that's, I love that. Like you just love seeing it. You love, um, that people still don it. Like, is there one out there that you have a preference for? Mm. No, that's a tough. That's a tough one. I'm gonna say it's no. I mean, <laughs> I don't have one specifically. It's just more along the lines of the effort. I mean, um, I I don't want to see another Harley Quinn costume for as long as I live. I'll tell you that. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. I I think my favorites are. Um, the Star Wars costumes, and, and hear me out, I love seeing the different types of lightsabers that these individuals acquire for their outfits um, because there's so many varieties, so many different colors, so many different everythings. And I feel like when, when the last movie, the last few movies came out, I was seeing a lot of Star Wars outfits, uh, Star Wars costumes. And... Uh, Man, the love that some people put into their stuff. I mean, if they're not just putting on a cloak, then yes. If they're going to actually be... Oh, God, the Star Wars people are going to kill me for this. If they're going to dress up like oh, the lady no. with the, the blue tentacle head, I don't even know what, what her race is. <laughs> Ahsoka? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. She's, or, or... She was super cool. She was a Jedi. Uh, yeah, or... no, it's... um. I've seen a lot of Kylos, and uh, what, what tripped me out was one year we had a Kylo that had the voice changer, and it was dope. And I was like, "That's cool." Uh, if you can get um, the voice changer, I'm just saying that it's, it's a it's a dime a dozen. If you're gonna be Star Wars, they are. Uh, get your buddy to be the uh, ass end of Boba Fett, and then you guys just slither around. Oh, that's funny. I mean, not the ass end of Boba Fett, uh, <laughs> the ass end of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jabba. Yeah, of Jabba. Yeah. You guys just be the giant. Uh, <laughs> walkie nipper pinchy. See, that would be funny to see. Oh man, that'd be a good one. Also, I, I want to see a good werewolf outfit. Never, I've yet to see one of those. I would like yet to, to see, see a good werewolf would be fantastic. If there would be a way, and I don't know if there is a way that you could do it in front of people to have a transitioning werewolf, like you show up to a costume party. Normal. Oh, yeah. And then dude. you transition into one. I don't know how. I'm sure that cosplayers could come up with something because they come up with some neat stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing cringy, though. I don't want to see any of that cringy no, crap. No, but you could. I, 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 I would let the um, teenage werewolf, if somebody did that, I would let that slide. Some teen wolf? Yeah, some teen wolf. Michael, some Michael J. Fox. Yeah, up you in can here. wear the Letterman jacket and have a, the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love it! I love it. But, but, ooh, oh, oh. Go ahead, finish, finish your your statement. I just figured we would, we would wind it down since we're coming up on our last fifteen. Oh uh, well, or I mean, last we 10. actually need to touch on the fact of why we do the costumes in the first place. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about. It. Let me turn this. Let me turn this uh, spookiness down in the background. Ooh. Let me just turn it down. Yeah. 
Go on. Go on. <laughs> so, uh, we've talked about it before. The practice may have originated from the Celtic festivals held on uh, the 31st of October, uh, which was Samhain. Uh, I'm sorry, he's distracting me here. <laughs> you don't like you don't like the spooky cutie. Okay, we'll. We'll take up thirty-five minutes. We're already done. Who does a thirty-five? I know, podcast? man. Like I, not Trisha Paytas. No, 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 no. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're nearing. Um, the end. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna get our uh, birthdays. Say, this in, isn't in King our, Star uh, and Trisha Paytas. And, no, and no. Phase, I phase thought we blanks. were getting our. Uh, our, our birthdays <laughs> and our uh, history of, but yeah, um, you know let's, let's dive into it. Let's let's hear a little bit more. We we got we got time. We got time. <laughs> so as we talked about the Sam Hain, the Sam Hain Festival held by the Kilts, um, or the people that were in Scotland, or the people that were on the Isle of Man. Um, the festival was pre-Christian roots, as we talked about before, and we talked about how they would uh, wear animal skins when they were around. The fire, uh, trying to show appreciation to the spirit of Sam Hain, um, and basically, the Sam Hain tradition continued, blending the traditions of their ancestors with Christian ones. Uh, it's basically when the spirits of fairies and the souls of the dead are kind of blended together. They can more easily come into our world. Obviously, that's what Samhain is. Uh, the history really goes back from the 16th century as far as Halloween costumes go. The festival that they used to do included mummying and gauzing. Yeah, they, they would do the, the mummy costume goes back quite a long way. So, so like... The when you say mummying, what, what do you mean? Uh, wrapping themselves up in in like gauze. Okay, and, so so just just generic. Okay, yeah, I generic stuff. It's also been suggested that the wearing of Halloween costumes developed from the custom called souling, S O U L I N G, which was practiced by Christians in parts of Western Europe from at least the 15th century. Um. Uh. At Hallowtide, or All Hallows' Eve, groups of people would go door-to-door collecting soul cakes. Either, soul cakes? Yes, soul cakes. Either as representatives of the dead or, in return, for saying prayers for them. So, they would be representing the dead souls that had passed, and they would go through collecting what is called... The soul cakes, which is also known as a soul mass cake. It's a small round cake, which is traditionally made for Halloween or All uh, Saints Day to commemorate the dead in Christian tradition. Um, so, so All Saints Day, uh, is that in November? Is that yeah, correct? it's November 1st would be All Saints Day. Okay. So and then they would uh, either be getting soul cakes or they would be getting a prayer said to them going door to door. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go door to door and have a prayer said to me. I've been in the Bible belt long enough. I could do without that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no. No no offense to any Christian listeners out there or anything like that. I, I just that's just not my cup of tea. 
Yeah, I'm uh, not a fan of that, but it's also been reported that uh, one 19th century English writer said it you this festival of the Christian festival uh, used uh. to consist of parties of children dressed up in fantastic costumes who would round to the farmhouse and to the local cottages. And we talked about this before where they would sing a song and beg for their soul cakes, apples, money, <laughs> um, anything that the good wives would give them and prayers as well. Uh, the, it's basically a spooky soup kitchen. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, they're basically asking for souls for the Christians mm. and the people that had, uh, I mean, forgiveness, mercy on the souls, um, uh, the Christian souls that had passed recently. So that's basically what the Christian side of it would, what they would do. And they would dress up as people that had passed and go door to door. So you think about the Sam Hain, the classic Sam Hain festival, the Celtic festival that we talked about where they dressed up uh, with animal skins and masks and things like that. And then you combine the Christian tradition of souling. And we know that the Christians eventually took over the Celts. And so the transition of religion happened, but then they combined and this is where the two costume traditions kind of combined. The Celts did not go door to door as we do now. That was a Christian thing. But the Celts were the ones that were wearing the quote-unquote scary costumes and uh, burning fires in the gourds and things like that. So it's a mishmash of things from both religions. Uh, leave it to the... It's definitely a melting pot. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, in the Middle Ages, statues and relics of martyred saints were paraded through the streets um, on All Hallows' Eve. Some churches could not afford these things. They would have people from their churches dress up in costumes to disguise their identities, which is another way that more costumes started coming into this whole tradition. So what do you say to those individuals out there who are of the Christian faith or any religion for that fact of the matter uh, when they say, oh, it's the devil's holiday? What do you, what do you, what do you, it's obviously, I mean, you would have to do research. You can listen to, and we, I'm non-denominational. I have no leeway either way. So listening to me is not going to hurt anything. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. just hearing the history on Halloween, it's not just the Celts. You can say the Celts, oh, that's witchcraft. Okay, that's fine. But the Christians had a big part in Halloween, too. They did their own version of it called souling, where you would go door to door and say prayers. If you are one of the people that don't want children to partake in Halloween, you don't have to do it traditionally. They can still have the fun costumes, and maybe you can have it to where they go to other people that are in your church door-to-door, and instead of that, maybe you could bring back the soul cake thing. Maybe you can bring back yeah, the, the prayers. I mean, uh, they already do the trunk or treat. And that's, that's, uh, there's a lot of Christians, churches that do that in their parking lots, which is kind of the modern-day version of souling, uh, honestly. Cool. I, I didn't know about the souling thing. That's, that's a new one on me. Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, there's still some believers to this day that continue to practice in the way of souling. They'll dress up as saints or biblical figures 
and reformers and Halloween celebrations today. Many Christians in the continental uh, Europe, especially in France, believed that on Halloween the dead of the churchyards rose for one wild, hideous carnival known as the Dance Macabre, where often they were depicted as being in church decoration. So it's basically the 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 dead that are in the graveyards of the church. They would some of the people in France used to believe that they would rise up uh, in celebration of the fact that they were their souls had been saved. I mean, yeah, that's going to interfere with some people because you know you believe that your soul's passed on. Why would it still be in the graveyard? But that's not yeah. that's not what they're hinting at. It was more along the lines of the the veil between the living and the dead was thinnest around Halloween just because of the transition from summer to fall. Um, and, and oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, well, I mean, it, it isn't that very similar to uh, day of the dead uh, for Mexico. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can Wait, see a lot of similarities. Exactly. Which we'll do a whole yeah. thing on day of the dead. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, there was. It's even went as far as an article published by Christianity Today. They claimed that this old practice of uh, dance uh, macabre was enacted at village pageants uh, and at court mosques with people dressing up as corpses uh, from various societies. So it would be religious figures, saints of sorts. They're passed away, but they would dress up as them in, in a corpse fashion that they'd come back. With, by the will of God, and suggested that the origin of the Halloween costume party started with the dance macabre, where they would try to celebrate saints that had passed away. So, I mean, honestly, if you want to get into it, Christianity had a lot to do with the Halloween parties we do now. Um, and then we've only borrowed certain things from the Celts, just the same as we did around Christmas time. So, no matter what religion you are, you can find something that relates to being able to have a night like this and the Christians or anybody that is extremely religious you don't have to uh, exclude yourself from these these practices you can still uh, follow your faith and do these things but the, the, the Halloween costume the origin of the Halloween costume the whole reason that we got into this not even to get religious but is the origin of the Halloween costume was gave to us by the Celts and by the Christians, a mix of it. Um, and it's turned into what we've got going on today. I mean, I don't think that the Celts or the Christians would like some of the costumes that are out there. I mean, they would say Harley oh, Quinn yeah, and it know. would be over with. That would be it. But the, the moral of the story, people, is uh, don't deny yourself a good old monster mash. Well, we're here at the end again. The part of the day that I, I dislike the most. Well, wouldn't you agree? Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. I figured I'd get a little bit of this, uh, this, this beautiful ambience from one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thing. Isn't it good? It's so good. Just let it take you away. Justin, what do we got today for birthdays? We got, we got any special people? Celebrating a special day today. Uh, birthdays we do not, because as stated at the beginning of the podcast, those were That's read right. off. 
I, I, I meant to ask you if we had any birth months. Um, we, but anyway, not yeah, currently. Apart from that, uh, but I can do you one better. Well, we got in that pipeline, I can do you one better. Hit me with it. Hit me. Hit me. Uh, real quick, we can give you a rundown of some of your favorite candies and what gear that they debuted. Ooh. In. If you're a I'm fan there. of the M M&M, and M, the original M M&M, and M. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. 1941 is the debut of the M M&M. and M. The peanut butter M M&M and M actually came out on my birth year, 1991. Ooh, just wanted to put a little that. peanut yeah. butter. If you like peanut the butter, uh, no. Dots gumdrops, I was never a fan myself, but they released in 1945. I've never been a fan of that type of candy. That that gummy, no, uh, well, that not was... not like gummy. You, you know what I mean, like the harder mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. of gummy. I don't like bazooka bubble gum. Nineteen forty-seven. Ooh, that was a release for nineteen forty-seven. The almond joy, which I personally love, an almond joy. Uh, nineteen forty-eight. My God, I didn't think it was that old. <laughs> it's an old some bitch. Yeah, I had no idea. The pixie stick. Nineteen fifty-two. I like a good pixie stick, but I will say this for those that are interested in a very horrific story. <laughs> the pixie the pixie stick does hold some dark, dark, dark Halloween mm-hmm. secrets. It does, it does. Um This would normally be an Easter candy, but they do uh pumpkin shapes too. So Peeps released in nineteen fifty four. I don't like peeps. I, don't, I was never I don't a fan like of peeps myself either. Um, but Lemonheads, if anybody out there is a fan of the Lemonhead, they were released. You ever had a Lemonhead? Yes, and I hate them, dirty bastards. I've never had one. 1960 is when the Lemonhead was released. That makes sense. Uh, As well as a fan favorite out there in the world, Starburst, which you don't see. You see the single Starburst given out on Halloween, but. Yeah, that's really weird. I wonder why. I would. If I was rich, mm-hmm. I'd give out the whole things, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. long ones. Give out the full yeah. size. Uh, 100 grand. I hate that candy yeah, bar. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> oh, what? What's wrong with the you? Formerly known as the oh. 100,000 grand when it first came out. Came out in 1966. Mm. I like it. I like mm. 100 grand. You get out of here. No. You don't like crunchy candies, do you? I do, but a hundred grand just seems like something that an old man would suck on. You got taffy? Like, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Haribo, Haribo Gold Bears, the Gummy Bears, hey. came out in 1967. Fun fact for you, ladies and gentlemen, and it is known, you can look this up on the internet, but the uh, it's said, and apparently proven, that the sugarless Haribo Gold bear gummy bears are known to give you the runs. Um, give you the <laughs> so, so there are forums out there talking about that. So if anybody is a real true fan of the show, get a bag of the sugarless Haribo gold bear gummy bears and eat the bag and give us an update. Let us know. Let us, let, let us know. Let us we'll know. talk about it. I, I do podcast. have. A f- I do have a funny story about those uh, gummy bears. I'll be I'll be really quick about this. I know we're running out of time, but um, I was told when I was younger. Oh dear God! I was told <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> that uh, if I ate too many of them, I would have to have my stomach pumped. 
I don't know if that's true. I mean, true. what I, they're I made from, or... we won't go into that, so. <laughs> it's, it's not good. We'll just say that yeah. much. I don't know if you have to have your stomach pumped, but if you eat the sugarless ones, they'll pump your stomach for you. Uh, 1974, <laughs> we had the release of Pop Rocks, specifically the Strawberry Pop Rocks. Oh, those are the best. Oh, I agree there, my friend. Um, jelly Belly Jelly Beans. I depends on nah. the kind of mood I'm in. I'm indifferent. Right, right. 1976 was the release date for those. Uh, one of my favorites, though, Reese's Pieces. Hell yeah. 1978. I'm, I'm a Reese's Pieces guy, too. 1978. And it was... Beca- it became extremely popular by what movie in 1982? Chad? Uh, E.T.? Yes, E.T., you are right? correct, yeah. good sir. E.T. Hey. Uh, and he also liked Star Wars, too. E.T. did. He, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Yoda. Uh, 1979, we've got the Ring Pop. Shortly after that, really, yes, 1979. Shortly after that, I always thought that was a 90s candy. I thought so too. Uh, and uh, this next <laughs> one as well, but they're kind of—I guess they're back to back since they're they're in the same ballpark. Oh, well, that was not a pun. The Big League Chew, 1980, <laughs> uh, came out. 1980 Skittles came out. Great, in 1980. Great, the Big League Chew is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love grape. Agreed. So. Agreed. Uh, Skittles, yeah, 1981 was a release on Skittles. Wow, okay. It's not as old as I thought it was. Wonka Nerds, 1983. Nerds. They're all right. I I, kind of dig those, but... The Sour Patch Kids came out in 1985, and they were originally called Mars Men. Mars like the planet. That's interesting. I didn't know that. They were inspired by UFO sightings. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Airheads. That explains their weird exactly. shape. Exactly, yeah. yeah the, the heads and the hollow eyes is the reason that... Yeah. yeah. Airheads, though. The Taffy. 1986. They can keep every... Oh, I love them. I don't like Airheads. Push Pops. Hey, I like those. 1986 as well. But the, the, they're not around anymore, are yeah, they? Yeah, you can still get a Push Pop. I never see them anywhere. Hershey's Cookies and Cream. Ugh. 1993. Gross. Baby Bottle Pop. <laughs> yeah. You dip it, stick it, and lick it. Came out lick in it. 1998. <laughs> you sure do. You sure do. Oh. Uh, never forget that commercial. <laughs> Uh, and rounding out the list here, these are just normal candies. These are not candy bars, ladies and gents, unless you count that cookies and cream. That was a special exception in the 100 grand. <laughs> but rounding out our list that we've got here from delish.com is the Harry Potter Birdie Bots uh, Every Flavor Jelly Beans. They came out in 2001, obviously. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll give you that. It's a good list. If you have a favorite candy, wait. Let us know. There's an honorable mention. I know we're getting ready to stop, but no, no, you're okay. You're good. You're good. Kind of took me on a backtrack. Oh, let's hear it. 2004, the Wonder Ball came out. Ah, that's a good one. Okay. Okay, (laughs) the Wonder Ball. Um, I I have my um 
reservations about the Wonder Ball. Uh, I'll, I'll be quick. It's just the... Uh, I don't like the candies inside of it. Everything else. When good they to go. first came out, they used <laughs> to have... Not only did they have candy, but they had a couple of stickers in there, too, which I was all about. Yep. They did. Yep, back in the day. Well, Justin, it's been a good one. All you listeners out there, if you have a favorite candy, let us know. If you have a favorite Hall- Halloween costume, let us know. Oh, yeah. Any... any that does good visual effects or uh, cosplay that does some good stuff if you would like to um, come on the podcast or uh, give us details about how the steps that it co- uh, takes to come up with your costumes we would love to hear them we'll read them on here or uh, try to set up something to speak with somebody as we get further closer to Halloween we're interested in, in the effort that it takes to do either of those that's right Well, folks, until next time, keep it here. Halloween, 365 days a year. Keep it spooky. And keep watching those skies. Stay away from those sugarless gummy bears. Yeah, we don't don't want any of that. (laughs) 